and we're back. Wow, it's been so long, actually. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the CinemaScum podcast. It's Ollie, and as always, I'm joined by Anna. Hello, Anna. Hi, everyone. <laughs> uh, we've heard it all at this point. Like, where have you guys been? What's happening with the podcast? Oh, my God. We've been over this, guys. It's called Building Hype. We were building hype, and we're back now. Um, and Anna it worked. and I... It worked it uh, worked. It definitely worked. We got an email. We did? <laughs> <laughs> great. Um, no. Oh. I I don't know if I... I think great is a little strong. So we got an email. I don't know why I checked the email, but okay. Um, we got an email June 1st. Um, so it's been a while. You know, whatever. It's fine. Um, it's from Peter... Tom- it's from Peter Tompkins at gmail.com. It's in Spanish. Um... <laughs> but when you translate it it says i sent you this message now because i would like to tell you something and that's it Ooh, we gotta respond we gotta keep going um what should what should i respond i don't know i honestly i think he's moved on at this point june how did we not see it since june (laughs) i've never checked the email (laughs) wait should i respond like what should, should i respond in spanish yeah, you should respond in Spanish. Well, he won't understand if you don't respond in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember any Spanish from seventh grade, though. Oh, no. Well, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. But thank um, you to Peter for yeah. sending us his email. Great. Um, but yeah, uh, we're back. Uh, Anna and I took a little bit of time off. I think we took our own advice a little too seriously. Got a little too spooked in October. Uh, but we're back. And we're talking today about Mulholland Drive, uh, which is a movie that I watched a while ago on Anna's Rec. Um, and so do you just want to dive right in? you want to like start with a little bit of what's up? How's it going? How was your weekend in uh, back home? It was good. It was my dad's birthday. Um, things are good. My soccer team is doing playoffs on Tuesday. We're like the third best team in our league. We're actually really good, so I'm so excited. Damn, flex. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, how how are you? How are you? How are you still playing? It's like, well, you don't have snow. We have snow, so I don't. I'm, I can't imagine going outside and doing anything right now. Uh yeah. It's oh yeah. Last week we played in the rain. It was. Oh crazy. my god, that must have been terrible. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yes. The answer. Yes. The answer is yes. Uh, my weekend's good. My week is good. I'm super fucking busy, which is another reason why we were on a brief hiatus. Uh, was that I just got back from the moment I got back from New York, I was kind of fucked, and I uh, had to take school a little bit more seriously than I had been doing for the first month and a half of this semester. But we're almost done. I have a week left. So yeah, huh. which is another reason why we needed this to do this pod again was because. I was just like constantly working and not doing anything fun ever and not watching much. So I don't have much in terms of recommendations either this week. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's dive right into Mulholland Drive, which is uh, 2001. David Lynch, best director at Cannes, Uh-oh. Uh, considered his magnum opus, too. Um, if you've never seen this movie... Uh, I, I think we should spoil this movie. We there can't talk be. about this. We yeah. have to talk about this movie with the spoilers because, as re- you'll see right now, with me going through the 
the introduction and like the synopsis is like, well, you'll see. So Mahalan Drive is a uh, 2001 crime mystery drama uh, starring Naomi Watts as Betty Elms, who is like this bright eyed, like she's moving to Hollywood to become a, she's from Canada and she's moving to Hollywood to become a super successful actress or whatever. Um, but through uh, a series of kind of bizarre events encounters uh, this other woman named Laura who uh, was in a car crash and doesn't remember her name or who she is. Um, or Rita, sorry, Rita is her name, not Laura. Um, on Mulholland Drive, is that what? The, the, the car crash is on Mulholland Drive. Thank you, Anna. Um, and they're trying to discover like the mystery of what happened to her, trying to reconnect who she was. Um, and the movie is quite long, but, uh, and there's also other storylines, like there's Justin Theroux, uh, who plays like this, like super successful director, very acclaimed director, uh, and is trying to like work with like the seediest of the criminal underbellies of Hollywood to try and get his movie made. Um, and there's a few other like storylines, but you kind of don't really understand how it's all connected. And then spoiler alert. Um, because two hours into this two and a half hour movie, <laughs> yeah. David Lynch is like, oh, psych, this movie that you were watching this whole time is not actually the movie that you were supposed to be watching. It's all a dream. And um, you're actually so. And the, this is where like I my understanding of the film kind of falls apart. So Naomi Watts's character is not actually Betty, um, but a woman named Diane, which first of all, who dreams of themselves with a different name? Have you ever dreamt of yourself and your name wasn't Anna? Uh, no. So yeah. first of all, David, what the fuck? Um, that's confusing. Um, and also you learn that she's already trying to be an actress and trying to be successful, but not succeeding because of this other woman who is the woman she met in the car crash. So she's dreaming of having met this woman, but she's already met her in real life. Um, and hates her, like envies her because she's um, sl basically sleeping her way into all these like amazing roles and like being way more successful than she is and like networking way better than, than Naomi Watts is. And so Naomi Watts pl plots to kill this woman. Um, and that's the actual story of this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a lot of interesting symbolism, a lot of weird like uh, objects that kind of if you know they're referencing the fact that it's real life versus a dream, you if you rewatch it knowing all these clues, you understand when you're in the dream world and when you're not. Yeah, um, we'll get to the clues. We'll get. To yeah, them. we'll get to the clues. Anna will get to the clues later. But yeah, that's Mahalan Drive. What is your favorite part of this movie? Okay, my favorite part of this movie. Um, okay. So there's a lot of good things about this movie that I want to talk about, but I guess my favorite part is probably like, okay, Naomi Watts is like the main girl, the main actress, and I don't really like her. I think she has an annoying face and voice and presence, but she has some crazy range and she's really good in this movie. Like the one scene where they are like auditioning for the movie and like, She's kind of this quiet, timid Midwestern girl. And um, 
well, Midwestern Canadian girl. Midwest Canada. She's from Saskatchewan or something. Yeah. Um, so she comes in and like, you know, the, the skeezy like um, male actor like thinks he's just going to like cop a feel like, oh, like let's let's act this scene really close, you know, stuff like and that. And he like hover hands, but like really close. And she yeah. like grabs his hand and puts it on her ass. And she's like, no, like if you're going to act, like act, let's fucking go. Yeah, yeah. Like when she's in the scene, she just like, she completely turns the whole thing around she's in control and then she comes out of the scene and she's like oh my god was that good and like everyone's jaws on the floor yeah you know, everyone's like what the fuck just happened mm -hmm. um so i think she is really good in this movie i think she's the perfect cast um david lynch picked her out for this role just by her headshot i don't know something mm -hmm. spoke to him i guess but yeah that was my favorite part what about you um i think uh I, I totally agree. Naomi Watts' range in this movie is is really impressive, and that scene specifically is, I think, the most impressive scene in this whole in this whole film. Um, I have a lot of negative, but oh. but we'll get to that in a sec. I think the positive that stands out to me um, is those like little objects that we're going to get into later. I don't want to spoil them now, but I love like little Easter egg stuff in films and and like little. Um, because when you're writing a film, when, when David Lynch was writing the script for this film, um, if you ever look at a script of a film, like it's a lot of just, it's it's like a play, it's a teleplay. It's, it's just dialogue and like exposition. There's usually like a paragraph at the beginning of each scene that just says like what's going on in the scene. And then it's mostly just dialogue and a few action calls. That's basically what a, a script is. But to have written a script like this, there must've been so many like details and like, this object needs to be visible in this part of the screen and like yeah the, the lampshade needs to be red in this scene yeah. because it, later on it needs to be blue it, like <laughs> <laughs> and i'm pretty sure like if any person read through the script for the first time they would not understand what any of that meant until you like drew like a fucking pepe yeah. silvia like board and you were just like tracing all the like clues david lynch would have um, gotten like a, a c minus in his undergrad script writing yeah. for this i feel like yeah but i think it's it, it, the product is really cool because it works really well and when you watch analyses of the movie like i did afterwards to try and understand and like make sense of everything uh it's really well thought through which is i think is really cool so what'd you not like? <laughs> I'm going to start with the easiest one, which is that this movie is too fucking long, especially yeah. when two hours of a two and a half hour film are in a dream state. Like, are you kidding me? Like mm. the, the plot twist does not hit well because I'm so like invested in what has already taken place. And you find out later that there were moments where you weren't in a dream, but you didn't know. Yeah. And you're just like, what? What? What is going on? My other, which I already had spoiled, my other huge gripe is like nobody dreams that they're not their own name. I know that she saw this like Betty name tag on this random waitress, but like that does not compute. Like even if you're crazy, like Naomi Watts's real life character is, it doesn't make any sense. Like why is she dreaming that she has a different name, that the people she knows in real life have different names in her dream? Like that doesn't mean make any sense. And it makes the whole dream sequence unclear upon first viewing at least i found okay that's fair what about you 
Um, I don't like how kind of uh, kind of akin to what you said, like the end of this movie kind of falls off um, and it's open ended, which you could be like, oh, David Lynch, like that's just how he is. But actually, there's a reason behind it. So this movie was written like no surprise as a spinoff of Twin Peaks. It was? Well, it was like inspired as a spinoff of Twin Peaks. It was like Audrey Horn's character was maybe going to like move to Hollywood or some shit. Mm. But Basically, so this movie was written and conceived originally as the pilot episode of a show that ABC was going to pick up. I know. Um, And so, you know, it was like financed, it was casted, it was filmed, whatever. Um, ABC eventually scraps the project. They um, had creative differences with David Lynch. They thought Naomi Watts and Laura Herring were too old to be TV stars. Um, Hmm. And so ABC's like, we're out of this. So this, like, I think French studio called Canal or something um, gave them some money and we're like, okay, finish this project. We will like uh, distribute and produce or whatever. So the ending is left intentionally vague because of like all the mind fuck things that happened, but also because it was supposed to be a pilot of a TV show. Like it was supposed to have like episodes and shit. Mm. Um, So... Yeah, I didn't like the ending though because I just feel like it could have been cooler and yeah, yeah. I agree. So you kind of already cheated. You kind of already jumped into trivia. Oh my god! But uh, you want to keep going with more interesting trivia? Please, we have to talk about the clues. Um, Yes. For those. Who I'll I'll intro this with what how I discovered the clues because they're not even like indicated anywhere. Like if you just watched it on a streaming service, you wouldn't even know these clues existed. There was like an insert in the VHS that came with the the movie. Only the VHS copy. If you buy a DVD copy, it doesn't come with it. And there's just like a piece of paper with ten clues on that turned this movie from like. Uh, a, a pretty like okay it was a dream crazy ending to like this weird puzzle that you have to solve yeah. um anyway go ahead anna 10 clues um for unlocking this thriller um okay pay attention in the beginning of the film two clues are before the credits mm-hmm. um like you said the red lampshade um what is the title of the film that adam keshner david thoreau's character well, I know the clue. The sorry, the clues for the first two are the dancing sequence. I watched a video that explained all these clues. The dancing sequence because it shows that she uh, won a dancing contest, and that's how she ended up in in Hollywood. Okay, weird. And the second clue is that uh, it zooms in on her pillow, and that's supposed to be like so obvious that you're now in a dream world. Which no, no. Anyway, keep going. Um. What is the title of the movie that um, Adam Keshner is casting actresses for? Oh, I don't remember, but I remember why. It's like a movie that's like it, it got canceled or something. They reference it later on. Okay. Is is it mentioned again? Oh, you just said it. It is mentioned again. It is mentioned again. What is the location of the accident? Mulholland Drive. Um, who gives a key and why? the so she's a, she hires a contract killer who's a terrible contract like the worst dude at his job um <laughs> the worst dude and, at his job 
yeah, the worst serial killer of all time. And uh, he gives a key as like a call, like a like a, a kill sign, like a sign that he did the the job. Oh, um, cool. Okay. Um, notice the robe, ashtray, coffee cup. Um, what is felt, realized, and gathered at Club Silencio? Uh, the fact that this is all an illusion and that it's not real. Did talent alone help Camilla? No. Notice the occurrences surrounding the man behind Winkies. Notice the, sorry, the what? The... The occurrences surrounding the man behind Winkies. Yeah. That's the another thing that I don't understand is the, the old man hobo character. Yeah. Um, David Lynch likes to have like a town weirdo in his movies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> kind of runs around. And then where is Aunt Ruth? She's dead. She's dead. Right? I think yeah. so. Um, yes. Yeah, I yeah. As you can see, like these clues are very like weird vague. and abstract, and of course vague. So yeah, those are the clues. Um, I have some. Okay, there's a lot of good trivia about this movie. Um, if you're interested, go ahead. Do it. You know, to all the listeners, if you guys are like, I don't know if I should watch this. Like, it seems obscure. Ollie said it's long. Like, um, Roger Ebert gave this movie four stars, which is. The highest rating he ever gave a, and like his movies and he named it onto one of his great movies um he usually criticized david lynch um for his nihilistic and cruel stories however ebert wrote that the surrealism present in lynch's other movies actually worked in this movie which i not to like scam on the greatest like film critic in the last 50 years but like i totally agree with that mm. Um, so David Lynch was nominated for Best Director at the Oscars for this movie. I don't think he won, though. I don't think so. Um, real quick. This film is dedicated to Jennifer Syme, who was a young actress whose story is startlingly similar to Betty. Um, she was an assistant for David Lynch and she died in a car accident after, like, the bulk of this movie was finished. Whoa. Yeah. Um, let me see what else. Um, okay, so there's a spoilers, there's like a couple lesbian sex scenes in this movie. And talking about them, Laura Herring, who's like the brunette in this movie, said, I felt really vulnerable, like whatever, I was uncomfortable. And then she was like, David Lynch came up to us, me and Naomi Watson was like, Don't be afraid to touch each other's breasts. Ew. <laughs> Ew. The scenes came out good, though. I thought the sex scenes were really good. Yeah, they were fine. But, like, I can just imagine, like, old man David. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Um, okay, and then this one is literally hilarious. So we can, we can file this one under, like, David Lynch being insane. So, you know Mr. Roke? Yes. Okay. I have the list of characters right now. Yes. So he wanted to give this character like a really uncanny and like weird appearance, right? So he cast the actor Michael J. Anderson, who is a dwarf. 
or like has dwarfism. I don't know the politically correct way to say that. I'm so sorry, listeners. Um, so he casts this man who is with dwarfism and he was fitted with oversized arms and legs, prosthetics, um, to give him like unnaturally long limbs and then um, have an abnormally small head. Like that was done on purpose. And then he has a wooden wheelchair and it was made purposely too big to just make everything seem really weird and wrong. Ew. I know. That makes a lot of sense though. I was always a little confused as to like how he looked. So something is off, but you don't really understand why because he's just sitting in a chair. Um, we'll come back to him later because I actually heard a really interesting theory of that character, but we'll, I'll, I'll bring that up in my final points. So keep going. Um, well, do you have any trivia? I do not. Uh, other than that one theory, which is not really, uh, a fact as much as it is like someone's interpretation of the movie, uh, that I thought was really like interesting and clever. But, uh, if that's it for trivia, we can... Uh, we're we're at time. We can start rating on ten if you want. Okay, cool. Yeah, you can go first though. So I really like this movie. Um, the first time I ever watched it was in high school, and I remember like after I watched it, like a week or two later, I was at this like one of my friends was having a pre, but I didn't know anyone else there. And there was this one guy who was like a big dude who like played football at my friend's school, and he seemed like kind of a like not to be like that person but he seemed just kind of like your typical football player like crushing beers and like whatever but he started talking to the group and he was like yeah i watched this really weird movie recently like blah blah blah. he was like i loved it and he was like yeah it was david lynch and i was like are you talking about maholland drive and he was like yeah dude yeah dude (laughs) the lesbian sex scene was crazy wild yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but I just like really, I really like this movie because I agree, like David Lynch's weird shit works. Um, and I love how this movie kind of investigates like reality and like what is real. Like, because you said this movie's all dream, but like, does the time that we spend in our dreams count as reality? Great does question. The time that we spend in like our memories, is that part of our real life? Like, because you're conscious in your dream. Um, so, and I also think that the lesbian aspect is well done here or like it's, it fits with the movie because like queerness and kind of like the queering of things. Yep. Um, so on 10, I would rate this movie like probably like an 8.75, mm. $8 and 75 cents, $8 and 75 cents. Uh, I totally agree. Um, with the whole like the the queer aspect i think is super like unlike anything i've ever seen in another kind of like the way that sexuality like the role that sexuality plays in this movie because of uh rita's character and like how she is like sleeping her way to like success um and how like betty sees that and like is both like envious of her success and attracted to her because of it yeah. super interesting like the duality of like knowing that there's something like that's up, up, up at play um and being attracted to that is is, is really interesting mm-hmm. um going into that though further is um i can't 
can't remember the the name of the YouTube channel, but I watched a ton of like essays to try and understand like what are some interpretations of this film. And I found one that like the guy was like, it's like an hour long video. I was not gonna yeah. watch an hour long video. So I was skipping through it a lot, but uh, he was talking about how like, this is like the most dissected movie of all time. Mm. And uh, that was by design. Like David Lynch wanted a film, uh, like if he was gonna do a film about Hollywood, he wanted to do it about uh, his entering into the world of, of film. Um, and the revelations that he had, because this is like his, like, he was already very established. Like this was like, now he's going to make what he wants to make. Um, and so the interpretation that this video proposes is that this was way before anyone was talking about Harvey Weinstein, about the Me Too movement. When David Lynch, like got into show business and realized like, that nothing is merit based in Hollywood. Like everyone is just like sleeping their way into jobs and that the entire game is run by these really creepy, very weird yeah. suits that you don't understand who they are, who they report to, who who is in charge here. All of that is like a, um, a way of criticizing Hollywood, but he does it in a way that he like through a puzzle so that on surface level, you don't understand that. You have to work at it to, to, to uncover the mystery. The way he did it, become like like getting to Hollywood and becoming a famous director. He wow. wanted you to share that experience with him, and so that's the like his idea. And I thought that was a really interesting read on this movie. Um, Holy shit! Yeah, uh, now Twin Peaks like that. Fuck good it's real it's good. good it's good i'll give it like an eight it's good too long but it's good that makes so much sense though with the whole like tv show thing i didn't even that that's I'm, i wonder how often that happens of things just that are an idea for a tv show that gets turned into a movie because they don't want to fund like six seasons or like twin peaks one or two seasons yeah, yeah. that was mahalan drive if you've ever seen mahalan drive we would love to know your thoughts Yes. DM us on Instagram uh, at Cinemascom Podcast. Send us an email in Spanish. Send us an email in Spanish. Uh, Anna, do you have any recs this week? Oh my God. Okay. I've been watching so many good movies and TV TVs lately. Um, I do want to recommend, uh, you watched it actually because I already recommended it to you, but it's called The Most Violent Year. Drew showed mm. it to me. It's with Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain, who are both amazing and like together, amazing. It's a really good movie. It's from like 2009 or something. Oscar Isaac is amazing to watch. He's such a dilf. And yeah, that's my rec. That's your rec? Maybe we'll do that on the pod. Because sure. I really liked it as well. I have a lot to say. Cool. Um, that is a great rec. Uh, as far as recs go for me, uh, like I said, I haven't really had much time to consume. Um, I will cert like if you're not watching the new season of White Lotus, what are you doing? Oh, okay. It's so good. Aubrey Plaza can do whatever she wants to me. Like I fucking, I mean, so in love with Aubrey Plaza. Um, <laughs> and the season is really, and also they have Michael Imperioli from Sopranos, oh, Christopher right. Moltisanti. And, uh, it's awesome. It's really, really good. Uh, 
I wish we could talk about TV shows on this pod so that we can dissect that show because it's yeah. the, the fan theories like TikTok is going so hard right now on mm-hmm. White Lotus. It's crazy. The theories and like the oh, the episode just came out. I'm going to watch it right after this recording this. So yeah, and okay. you should too. Everyone should go watch uh, watch White Lotus. Uh, but I think that's just too obvious of a wreck. So let me give another wreck. Um, I took a break. I just finished book four of Dune. Mm. And as much as I loved, you know, worm gods and like weird breeding programs, Yikes. reading about weird, yeah, sex breeding fantasies, I was like, okay, I need a break from all this. <laughs> so I went to the bookstore and I bought a, a Murakami novel. I bought Norwegian Wood. Oh my God. If you've never read Haruki Murakami, you, yeah. I don't know what's wrong with you. Like, Is it's that the one about the, the two young kids who are dating or something? That's, I think, Kafka on the Shore. This one's about a guy who like falls in love with a girl who's dating his best friend. And then his best friend dies and they fall in love. And it's like awkward because they don't know how to get over their mutual sense of like loss. But they seek comfort and like f- love from each other. And oh. it gets really complicated. Yeah, really, really complicated. He he articulates like uh, emotion in such a really interesting way that I've never read anything like this. So highly wreck any. I've been told to read other ones, but I've just started with this one because it's the least supernatural one. Um, but I definitely will be reading more. Later oh, on. Okay, okay, definitely. Yeah, I'm gonna take that wreck because I've I've heard he's really good as well. Very good. So yeah, that was uh, another episode of Simmonscom Podcast. If you have a film idea or if you want to be on the show, DM us on Instagram with the film idea. We are quickly running out of film ideas, but we'll always come up with more. But if you have one that you want to hear us talk about, uh, DM us on Instagram at CinemaScum Podcast. And yeah, that's that's it for us for now. Until next week. Bye. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye.